the international headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries here in downtown Murfreesboro, Tennessee, in the greater Nashville area, in the southern suburbs of Nashville, in the heart of Tennessee, with Tennessee and the world at heart. This is Making a Difference, and I'm Dr. Shelton Smith. I'm so glad that you've joined us today. We get together here five days a week on this station at this time and look forward every day to just opening up the Bible and telling you good things that the Lord's provided for us. Today we're going to hear the third part of a message that I did in a conference a while back, and it's entitled, If the Lord Be God, Follow Him. And we'll get to that momentarily. Let me remind you, the Sword of the Lord Men's Conference is coming November 10 and 11. I'm telling you, the time is getting very close. And guys, go to the Sword of the Lord website and check out the details, okay? All right, let's get right to the message. This one is entitled, If the Lord Be God, Follow Him. So I began to kind of readjust things. And I found out that God could take me and that I could... Wherever I was, that I could be about the business that he commanded me to do. And I discovered, I discovered that I could lead people to Christ on a regular basis. Glory to God. I thought on it. I focused on it. I said, oh my, I want to do it. I don't, I don't want to ever again get in a place where that my life is just coasting and going through the motions. I, I don't want to ever just get content and say, well, we had church today. No, I want to know that we're getting something done and seeing people saved. And I thought on it and began to do it. Got positioned right. You know, if you don't, if you don't get focused on soul winning, you'll never be a soul winner. But if you start getting it on your mind and your heart and thinking about it and let God burn it on your heart, <laughs> you say, well, I'm not much. Then you're a good candidate for doing something for God. Now, number five, verses 11 and 12, he talks about us getting the right perspective on things when he says, not that I speak in respect of want, for I've learned in whatever state I am therewith to be content. I'm telling you, folks, greed is killing our churches. Yes, Trying to keep up with the Joneses is killing the work of God. There are many of us, we, we, have, we have so obligated ourselves, and we're making payments on stuff that we would have lived fine if we'd have never had it. And we don't have time to do the business of God because we have had to keep up with the Joneses and the Johnsons and the Browns. And, uh, and, and we're just looking to see what they're going to advertise next so we can go get two of it. You say, what's happening? Greed is killing us. Just absolutely enveloping us to the point where that we say, hey, listen, if folks want to get saved, let them come to the church house, but I'm busy trying to make a dollar. God help us. Amen. Oh, God help us. God help us that we don't become so absorbed in just chasing pretty rainbows, looking for the pot of gold. And then number six, verse 13, he says, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. What's he talking about? He's talking about power. The fact is, you and I cannot do what we ought to do as God's children if we do not get God's power. Amen. It's not enough to learn how to outline a sermon and craft a sermon. It's not enough to learn how to, to make it all rhyme and all of that kind of stuff. It's not enough. It's not enough for Mark Cheney or anybody else to stand up here and know the notes and be able to sing a song. It's not enough for the choir just to stand up here and, and sing stuff. That is not enough. I'm telling you, it is not enough. Amen. <laughs> Listen, I've heard people who could sing with perfect pitch, almost, but it didn't get much done. I, I've heard guys who could get up and, boy, they could make a pretty sound in speech, but it didn't have the power of God on it. 
And I've seen folks who would get out and they, they would go and they would hand out gospel tracts, but nothing ever happened. You say, what's the difference? Somewhere, somewhere, you and I have got to fall on our face. We've got to admit to God that we're nothing. We've got to say to God, I'm not much. And God, I know that my sermon will be flat. My witness will be flat. My singing will be flat. I know that I cannot do what you've ordered me to do. I know that I cannot do it, dear God, unless you give me an anointing, unless you give me the power and fill me with the Holy Ghost so that I can be the servant that ought to be. The weight is too heavy. The load is too great. The burden is too much. There is too much darkness. And you and I, with our little bitty doings, are not going to get much done unless God fills us with the Spirit of God and gives us His power. I said, man, it does pay to go soul winning, doesn't it? You know? Amen. Now, hey, listen. I, I saw people like that. People like that over and over again with all kinds of baggage. Their lives broken, shattered in a thousand pieces. And what made good soul winners out of them? And they have become good soul winners, consistent soul winners. What did it? What did it? I think there was a day when they just said, Oh God, I want to be used and you've got to fill me. And God began to use them. And I'm just telling you people, whoever, whoever you are, if you're, if you're saved, if you're born again, God wants to fill you with power and let you be His servant. In verse number 19, He says, My God shall supply all your need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. We're talking about praise and prayer and peace and position, and perspective, and power, and now provision. <laughs> I'm telling you, God makes provision. When you, and I, when you and I get sick of this carnality that we've let be too much of us, and whenever we start getting over in that spiritual arena, and we begin to say, now dear God, I'm going to serve you. I'm going to witness. I'm going to try to win people to Christ. I'm going to be faithful church. I'm going to do what I ought to do. And it's amazing. I mean, you start tithing. It's amazing how many people who don't tithe can't pay their bills. I mean, I'm using every dime that I can get and barn some more, and I still can't make it. You say, well, what would you do? The first thing I'd do would give God what doesn't belong to you anyway. Give God what He says is His, and then we'll start from there. You say, well, if I take 10% of what I'm already doing and I'm already in the hole, it doesn't make mathematical sense. No, but it makes heavenly sense. And again, I'm older than I look. And I've been tinkering with that for a while. And I'm telling you, it does work. And you say, what happens? God makes provision for His children. Makes provision. Several years ago, Betty and I were driving one night through the night from Kansas City to Paducah. Kansas City over to St. Louis, south to Paducah. Uh, in those days, it was uh, virtually an all-night drive. We'd leave after church on Sunday night, leave about 10 o'clock, we'd get to my dad's in time for breakfast the next morning. We had small children at that time. I said to the treasurer of the church, I signed my paycheck, handed the treasurer of the church, I said, when you go to the bank tomorrow, would you put that in my account? I left on Sunday night with a golf credit card for gasoline and just a handful of money in my pocket, I mean, just, just a few dollars. We left about 10 o'clock. I knew that I would get to St. Louis about 2, 2.30. I said, hey, I don't, I don't have enough cash to buy the gasoline, but I got a golf card, so when I get to St. Louis, 2, 2.30 in the morning, I'll pull in one of the golf stations, buy the gasoline. What I forgot was all those stations at 2, 2 o'clock in the morning were going to be closed. I didn't know that. By the time we got over there, we'd bought soda pop and this and that and the other, and the four, five, or six dollars that I had was gone by the time we got to St. Louis. And we pulled up 
to a golf station and pulled up to another one, pulled up to another one. We were all closed. I finally headed south down Route 3 to a little place called uh, Redbud, Illinois. There was an all-night station open there, a gas station that I have never heard, never seen one like it. It was wide, W-I-D-E, gasoline. W-I-D-E, wide, gasoline. And I pulled up and I said to the guy, <laughs> like a dummy, I said to him, I said, to, I said, would you take a golf cart? I knew he wouldn't. He said, no. I said, what kind of cars do you take? Just like I had another one, which I did not have. He said, only a wide card. <laughs> well, I didn't have a narrow card, much less a wide one, amen. And uh, so I got back in the car and started to pull off, and Betty said, where, where in the world are you going? I mean, we were down. I mean, the old hand was way over past empty. It was, it was not cold, 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 but it was too cool to be out on the road and broken down with two kids in the car. And she said, she said, where are you going? I said, well, you're right. I said, there's nothing but fumes in that tank now. I said, well, let's scrounge around and see how much we got. I mean, she went digging down into her purse. You know how it is, ladies, they go off down in, they dig around. They, I mean, she, she did all of that. I mean, I scratched through the glove box. I went back and checked through some of the laundry, checked out my coat pockets and all of that. We came out with 42 cents. 42 cents is all we could scratch up. Oh, and I, I, I forgot to tell you one thing. When I was talking to the guy, I asked him if I could write a check. And he said no. He said no, he couldn't take a check, which I knew he wouldn't. I backed up to the pumps. And I got out and I looked at him and I said, pump me in 42 cents worth. <laughs> and then it got real interesting. He looked at me and I never will forget what he said. He said, if you wrote me a check, would it be any good? <laughs> and I said, yes, it is good. And then I told him who I was and what we had done leaving the church and the lady was going to deposit my check and so forth. And uh, he said, well, how much gasoline do you want? I said, I'd like to have a whole tank full. <laughs> so he filled it up and I wrote him a check. And we went on our way. I say that's not that's not all that big a deal. It is too. See, see, God's provision sometimes, oftentimes, many times, is one day at a time, one inch at a time, one hour at a time, one little bitty provision at a time. Five thousand people waiting to be fed, and all they had was a little boy's lunch. Just a little boy's lunch, not much. All these people are hungry. Five thousand people are hungry. Well, one person at a time. That's that's not much, and yet multiplied 5,000, it's a lot. You say, what are you trying to say? I'm just trying to say God knows how to provide and show us and demonstrate to us his, his loving care. God shows us what he needs. There's needs and burdens upon churches like yours, and if you dream and have the vision like you ought to have it, the, the dollar, the dollar uh, deal in the cash register will spin so fast you won't be able to see the numbers because when you go to lay parking lots and build buildings, and do other kind of things these days, it costs an enormous amount of money. And most of the time, if we look at it and we say, we say, it's more than we can do. It's bigger than we are. We ought to rejoice and say, it is bigger. God has to help us. Amen. And so we get business uh, busy about the agenda that God has, and then we start looking up to heaven, plugging back into number two, prayer. Plugging back into number one, saying, dear God, you're great. Plug it into number three and said, oh God, we're not much, but you give us the power and we're going to win people to Christ. And then, dear Lord, number four, the, uh, seven, the provision is 
that you'll have to help us to lay the parking lots and build the buildings and all of that and pay the bills. You say, does all this stuff work? Oh, it works wonderfully. Works wonderfully. If the Lord be God, if the Lord be God, follow Him. In the darkness, through the drought, live in faith, not in doubt. If the Lord be God, follow Him. Folks, living in this old carnal circle, it's, the, it's not where we need to be. We need to be over in this other arena, determining by the grace of God. If, if we're going to have revival, if we're going to have revival in America, if we're going to have it, there's going to have to be some of us who say, I'll pay the price. I'll pay the price. We've got to stop depending on the government. We've got to stop expecting that some civic organization is going to get it done. You and I have got to look at it and say, listen, Bristol is our city. God has given it to us. The devil cannot have it. And we are going to do the business and the bidding of God in our city. Amen. And I'm telling you, just a few of us will get on track to do what we ought to do. The blessings of God will be enormous and amazing. I'm excited about what God's going to do in these next days. But we needed something tonight. And we want God to move and work in this service. And the most important part of this service is about what's to happen now. Listen, I don't know what's going on in your life. But I'm telling you, I, I'm praying, God, expand me. God, give me greater capacity. God, enable me to get hold of the power of God greater than I've ever had it in my life. And I trust that some of you will do the same. There are people in this city that, while, I mean, when we go out tonight... Well, friends, we'll have to interrupt there. I hope you've been blessed and have enjoyed this message entitled, If the Lord Be God, Follow Him. It is time for us to wrap it up today, and I appreciate so much you being along with us. I'd love to hear from you. So write me a note, Dr. Shelton Smith, at P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. The email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. And until tomorrow, God bless you, have a good rest of the day, and goodbye for now.